Welcome to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. Ross Brannan is a financial advisor who knows it's not just about your teeth. He helps dental practice owners protect and maximize today's cash flow to plan for tomorrow's cash needs. Find him at rossbrannan.com. On the show, he brings together experts to help dental professionals looking to make smart money decisions to grow their income, turn their retirement goals into reality, and improve their lives. And now, here's your host, Ross Brannan. Welcome to the show. My guest today is Tanya Lanthier. Tanya is the founder and president of Dental Post, the dental industry's premier and largest online and mobile job board, connecting and educating nearly 1 million job seekers with dental practices nationwide. A registered dental hygienist, Tanya built Dental Post from a passion to improve lives and help dental professionals build teams that excel through metric-based career matching tools, including personality tests and values, skills, and work culture assessments. Tanya, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here, Ross. Well, you have a very, uh, what I think is a unique backstory building Dental Post. So if you don't mind, kind of to start from the very beginning and tell us how you got into dentistry, how you started your dental career, and then how did Dental Post get here? Well, I always say that dentistry picked me. Um, when I was eight, I not I was on a bicycle and I was at a friend's house and I couldn't touch the bottom of the pedal, you know, the ground, took off down this huge hill and uh, the chain came off the bike and um, I had to make a choice to hit a parked car or a big green ugly dumpster and um, I was tiny and I decided the car would be softer. So I hit the car and I knocked two things out. I knocked myself out and I knocked number eight out, which changed my life. That's why I always say that dentistry picked me. I ended up spending a lot of time at the dental offices all through my adult, you know, young adult child and young adult age. And um, I ended up, you know, long-term, I lost some teeth in the front. Um, I have implants. Um, thank goodness there's um, great dentist in this world. So from there, you felt a connection, a calling to dentistry because of the positive impact it had on your life. Yes. And you became a dental hygienist for many, many years. Yes, I was a, I still am a dental hygienist. Um, I haven't practiced since COVID. I went back in in COVID and practiced. I stopped practicing about four and a half years ago. And, but as I, I, I grew a company, I dwindled my days down, you know, where I could manage things with the kids my twin girls and the company, but the team when I was little was so good to me. Um, I decided that's what I wanted to do. So let's let's talk a little bit about how you you as a dental hygienist, dental post kind of came naturally just to your due to your unique circumstances at the time. Well, there's a lot that I hadn't told you, but I I did. Um, my mother had suffered from OCD, and um, she gave me a gift to see people and understand people more um, clearly. And I think with that, and I come from an, my other side of the family, my dad's side were entrepreneurs, and I saw them take care of family and community. My grandfather was fire chief for 39 years, and my great-grandfather was fire chief, and they ran a heating and air business to take care of people. So my, I think, natural inclination is to just want to take care of the community and what needs to be done. 
So as you were going through some personal challenges as a dental hygienist, you had to kind of have to have the flexibility and you were kind of a contract hygienist working for a lot of different offices. Talk about that evolution sure. uh, and that experience of what ended up happening out of there. So, you know, fast forward, I got married, I got, went to dental, I went to dental hygiene school, got married, and then I had a struggle with trying to get pregnant. And so I was dental hygienist. And so I started temping to give me more flexibility in my schedule. And I ended up, it took a while to get pregnant. So um, I ended up for about two or three years working in over a hundred practices as a temp hygienist. Um, I also became the go-to person where um, if I couldn't fill in, I would build this network of hygienists that were good friends of mine and they still are today. And we took really good care of each other. But in doing this, I got to see offices that were great and they had wonderful leaders and I got to see offices that didn't. And, you know, it trickled down always to the patient care when I saw that. But um, what it did was I decided that nobody was communicating and the paper was $500 to post 10 words for a, a weekend ad for two or three days. And I, the dentist would complain about it all the time. And um, I'd go to that ad and look for the openings. And so I thought, I can change this. I can throw up a website. I'll market them to go to the website. Um, and then they can find each other. And then I'll market the chicken and the egg at the same time. The hygienist, the front office dental assistants, where they could put up those jobs. And uh, the dentist loved it so much. Um, it just took off from there. And I went down to the Hinman Dental convention center and I gave out flyers and I hired a lot of my friends, gave them 20 bucks to give out a hundred flyers at the door when people were coming out of the classes and look and say the certain thing to the the doctors. Have you ever hired the wrong person? Do you need temp work? Or if you're looking to fill in or looking for a new job, that was to the job seekers. So I trained them to do just a, a few little things to help me give out flyers in a massive short time period. And so this is like 2004 or five-ish. Is that about right? This is 2004. 2004. It was 2005. I launched in 2000, January 2005. So it was, yeah, it was, it was March of 2005. Which of course we sit back and we think, oh, that, you know, you know, that's like pre-social media and all that oh. stuff. So we're like, we're all on the internet, but we're nowhere. There, the iPhone was 2007. So we don't even realize how much more we're on the internet now than we were then. But this starts taking off because as you said, this is back in the days of newspapers, classified ads were outrageous and it just wasn't economical. And you create a win-win solution, a one-stop shopping place for everybody. Yeah, it was so new that people would call me and ask me, they're like, do I have to look up this doctor's name on the computer because it would have them, you know, that had lines with their names in it. And they would call me to ask me if they need to look them up. I said, no, you just click on it. It's got all the information underneath it. You could call them that way. So um, it was so brand new to people. They just didn't, it was early adoption. And then I think I really took off in 07, 08 is when I started doing social media with it as well. And I did my own social media for a long time. And of course, social media has changed tremendously. Right. Since then. Um, and then I'd hire a digital company and then it just grew from there. So, so this, I mean, started, started 17 years ago and uh, you know, it starts growing and growing and growing. 
And what has been the response? So it's a win for the doctors. It's a win for the hygienists. But who who do you get more feedback from? Who likes it more? The doctors or the hygienists? Or is it just eager? They both love it. I'll tell you, it depends on the supply and demand of where things fall in the economy. So, I mean, everybody likes it. But right now, the dentists are having a hard time hiring. And, you know, when there's, you know, not enough jobs, it flips back the other way. So it ebb and flows depending on the the supply. Now, is the rate based on market rate or is it like, hey, I'm willing to pay this much and that's the rate you get if you come here? I don't negotiate the contracts. That's between the doctors and the um, employees. I do a flat fee. I don't. And it's also it it functioned as a SaaS business, but I just charge fee for service. Um, I believe, you know, 30 day posting or you buy the resume database and then we have matching where you would match up with a a matching algorithm. And so you started you're in Atlanta. You started in Atlanta. When did you expand beyond Atlanta to southeast and then nationwide? Oh, gosh, I think I went I went to Florida first. Um, and I tried to market Miami and that was my learning curve because Miami had a lot of snowbirds and I thought, and it had like a, what I call the pseudo population. It was my first, one of my first learning. The seasonal um, population. Yes. And I thought, oh, look at the population here. It's growing. What I did find, there's a lot of people that kind of come in there who are half there. It's changed now what, from when I first marketed it. But um, that was my first learning curve. But I can't remember exactly when I started to expand. At first, I did different job boards before I expanded into other states, which I kind of I think I did it backwards. Um, I thought, OK, I'll license the software. I'll do salon post. I'll do therapy post. A nursing post. And I went into all these other industries. And then what I did was I pulled back on that because I took partners on and the partners didn't want to put the money in and didn't want to, they they had jobs and they didn't want to spend the time to grow it. So, so I just pulled back and shut those down and just focused on dentistry. And then that's when really I took off. And so how many users do you have of hygienists and how many users do you have of dentists? Dentists are around 88,000 registered offices using the site. And then for dental professionals, um, I can't, I don't have a number in front of me. So we have about a million users of those million users. If I have to give you an estimate, our million users, a front office and dental assistants are some of the biggest because they are the most, you know, used your license. So it's not just hygienists. It's any, anybody any non-doctor position in the office? It's billing, it's it's front office, it's yeah, dental assistants, it's a lab techs, um, it's if they're working on uh, instrument sterilization, and then you have your licensed professionals, you've got your dental assistants, some of them are licensed, some of them are trained on the job, your dental you know, hygienists are um, educated and then are, are licensed, and then you've got your dentists that are licensed as well on there that you can hire. Now, are these jobs all temporary or are they full-time jobs? They're both. Both. So like if you want a temporary position because, hey, maybe you got young kids and you don't want to work full-time, but you want to work one or two days a week, you can yeah. find that. Or if you're like, hey, I need a new job. I want to work a full week because, you know, they got people looking for that as well. 
Yes, you can find both. Um, it also, you can control it. I always wanted control of my destiny where I'm going and with working in a job. So what I did was I put in things like um, you can put your schedule in and what days you want to work. You can be public or you can be private. I also put in there where you can keep up with your license. You can keep up with when your CEs are um, expiring. It's got lots of reminders of everything. But I did want to give control for the hygienist and all the dental professionals that are looking for a job because what happens is it's 98% female. And you just don't want to put your information out there. You know, it's a closed environment. But there are, you know, there are some crazy stuff that happens in dental offices. So um, I wanted to be able them to control what they put out and put out there and, 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 and share. They can just share their resume to the applied job or they can put it public, whichever they feel comfortable with. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you can literally say, I want to work. If you're in a big city like Atlanta, you can say, I want to work in this zip code or this county or this mm-hmm. area. And you can literally pick any smorgasbord for lack of a better term uh, of options you want to narrow your and refine your searches. Yep. You can can control a lot of things on there. You can control. There's also personality assessments where you can understand yourself better. You can share those public for the employer. So that, you know, you match up, they know, you have empathy to work on patients. They know that if you're a high D personality, that if the doctor's a high D personality, that sometimes they butt heads. If you're a high S supporter in that role, you know, some offices want to know what they're getting in that role. And you can you have the ability to do that and communicate properly. Yeah. So talk about some of the um, the testimonials that you get from hygienists who what this has allowed them to do with their life and their career. Because before this, 20, 20, 25 years ago, you were really at the mercy of the market, if you will. And now you've kind of created your, your own market. Yeah. For hygienists, it's where, you know, they can control what days they want uh, with flexibility. Some offices have traditional hours, but then some don't. And you can actually find a job with the non-traditional hours on there that you're, if you're looking to seek that, you know, younger dentists usually work a whole lot more hours than a, you know, somebody that's more established and they have more flexibility. And sometimes the older ones are at the, at this part where they have a core value of family, whereas you have sometimes younger ones hadn't had their family and their core values are not quite developed yet to have family first. If a child gets sick or you're taking care of a parent um, and you need to take you know, the day off or go to an award ceremony because it's really important for your child. That younger person may not have that core value quite developed um, at that point. So it actually is a great way to match up with core values. I have core values on there. Um, there's all kinds of things that play a role in what you want, um, what type of place you want to work. Culture used to be the highest right now um, as number one pick for what people are changing jobs. Actually, it's money now because of inflation, how much things are costing. If you're inside a city center, it costs more money for a job seeker to drive inward in traffic and gasoline, all those costs. And um, a lot of doctors have to pay more for that person. So um, this is a way to negotiate. They can do their own negotiation on the site. You can actually do it through the app and 
do a pre-interview through the app so you don't waste time and money. So you can get the person, kind of know a lot about the person, a lot of data before you even hire them. I did, being a hygienist, I knew I, I knew I needed to level up my skills in education. So I joined a group called EO, Entrepreneurs Organization. A lot of dentists are involved in that, but it's weird. They gave me an opportunity to go to um, London Business School for, you know, and get a certificate or MIT. I did an MIT program for three years and then I'm returning to the master's program every year I go back. But from going to those educational events, I learned a lot of things to how to create a product that people need. So what I have seen too, is a lot of doctors, you, we look at each other and we make a, a judgment of how you look and, and it's based on your past reference of somebody that looks like me that you think, okay, if she looks like that person, then she's going to be like that person. So what I learned going to some of those events, I put in a, it's called smart view and it's where you take away the pictures and you take away the names so that you can make a better hire by using just the data instead of looking at what the person looks like. Take away the biases. Yes. So you get a chance to pick somebody that's a better fit and then you, you can add back what they look like. There, I couldn't take away all the biases, but what I did was I give a chance to get a better hire from you know hiring managers and not use their biases to make make a choice. So if, if you're a hygienist and you're looking for a, a full time job, do they put on dental posts? Do, do doctors put on dental posts like potential benefits like health insurance or a 401k and things like that? Yes. And that's changed. Um, we just did an annual report. We do for the fourth year in a row. We do it with um, we do it with dental economics and RDH magazine. We um, put it out in January and it's, it's up and benefits have climbed 15 to 46% across, you know, all States um, in different States from 15 to 46%. And, they're around that where benefits are being offered now. Wow. Wow. So in all your years of doing this, what changes do you see coming to the industry that you have a unique insight to because of Dental Post that a lot of people, a lot of dentists and hygienists may not see coming? That's a great question. Um, Right now that 30% of dental hygienists will retire in the next six years. 30% 30% of dental, and they're already short-staffed offices are right now. Yes. So um, it's dropped. I think for like during COVID, the um, applicants to go into dental hygiene school, to go into some of the schools dropped 4%. Um, that's, that was in 2001. And it's there. We're having less applicants go in. We're going to have a big crisis. Like in, it's also happening in nursing um, healthcare too. Wow. So if you're a doctor and you hear that, what is Tanya's perspective on how do you deal with that? Or how do you at least mitigate that affecting you? Is it just, hey, I got to pay more? That's going to be some of the solution. I believe that doing stay interviews, so you head off the problem before it becomes a problem. I always call it like in marriage, the death by a thousand cuts. Well, you know, so that's a, that's a word though that most people haven't heard of, a stay interview. So it's, you're interviewing someone who's already, who's, who's working for you, trying to make sure they're happy 
so they don't leave you. Their concerns. And then I suggest, I always like this, is you tie back what they want back to what your goals are of your company. If you can give them what they want, then they'll give you what you want. And, but you have to really get real about what they want. Is it is it something fun for their family? Is it take them on vacation? Is it they want to achieve goals? You got to find out what their goals are. Is it to buy a new home? Is it to buy a car? Is it to go to college? You know, send their kids to college? What do they care about? I think those are going to be some of the really um, the smart people will um, figure that out and figure out how to help the people that work for them get what they want as well. And they'll be loyal. I think they'll be more loyal to the practice. That is really, really good insight right there. Do you do you see any other trends happening that people may not be aware of? Um, let's see. Um, trying to think. It's more of a just people are having a hard time. And uh, I did see where in our numbers and in the national average that pay has not gone up. On, a na- on the national average, it's still below the national average for the dental community. So, yeah, I've seen, I've heard stories of hygienists leaving because of, you know, pay yeah. issues and, and going to other offices because of pay issues or lack of benefits and things of that nature. So, I do think that's going to be a big deal based on what's going on in the market. And it's still lagging behind inflation too. Inflation, it. I think we're what at seven percent or close to eight. Yeah. Eight. So, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 real. Go to the store, go to, go to the grocery store, and, and you know for sure it's real. People are feeling the effect, especially somebody that's on a, a dental assistant. In they're a single female, it has a family or has children that they feel that effect. It's 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 a rippling effect for them. Absolutely. So as we wind down here, are there any questions that I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? (laughs) Any topics that we didn't discuss that we should discuss? I just think that the employers are going to have to be really aware of what's important to the employee because the the supply and demand has shifted and we have, you know, inflation and pulling on that on both sides. Uh, What we did see is that doctors didn't take, didn't get a raise they actually took care of their employees This um, in this last survey we did. Um, here, I've also got the three leading reasons for changing jobs. So it's high pay, positive work, culture, and location for everybody, mm-hmm. right? And if you're in a big city, location is probably one of the biggest drivers because you don't have to sit in traffic for however long. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on the city because every transportation network is different. Right. Absolutely. So, well, Tanya, I really appreciate your time today. This has been an absolutely um, fascinating interview. I I learned a lot today. So thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome, Ross. It's nice to be here. Sorry, I have a cold today, but. (laughs) That's okay. You've been listening to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannan. This has been another episode of Financial Flossing with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on Ross Brannan, visit rossbrannan.com.
This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Paz, Guardian, or North Florida Financial, and opinions stated are their own. External sites and materials are provided for your convenience in locating related information and services. Guardian and subsidiaries, agents, and employees expressly disclaim any responsibility for and do not maintain, control, recommend, or endorse third-party sites, organizations, products, or services, and make no representation as to the completeness, suitability, or quality thereof. Ross is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, as OSJ 3664 Coolidge Court, Tallahassee, Florida 32311, 850-562-9075. Security products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC, financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial is not affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Arkansas Insurance License Number 16139032. California Insurance License Number 0L10073. 2023-149563. Expires 125. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.